0: Well, sunshine, heat, and humidity will remain the story yet again today, the third day in a row that many neighborhoods will go free of rain for change, and that's something to be said for this month. It's been very wet for the most part. Now, having said that, we will get an isolated shower or storm to develop today, but it looks to be very hit and miss, less than a quarter of the area seeing any rainfall, and the temperatures reached the low to mid-90s, feel like temperatures about 102 to 107, so another very uncomfortable day, but at least largely free of storms. Still keep an eye to the sky, which we especially have to start doing tomorrow, right on through the weekend. We'll go back to that pattern of midday and especially afternoon showers and thunderstorms. They'll generally be moving from west to east or a little bit northeast. So they start out inland, middle of the day, spread to the I-95 corridor early to mid-afternoon, and then by late afternoon to the beaches. Uh, There's still plenty of dry hours mixed in there. You just need to keep an eye to the sky and respect that lightning. Temperatures will drop slightly, dare I say, 90, maybe low 90s, but um, at least not quite as as hot as the last couple of days with the added showers and thunderstorms. And of course, you get in one of those showers or storms, the temperatures actually drop off quite dramatically for a while. While there is the risk for some strong storms, widespread severe weather does not appear to be in the offing, but in this kind of pattern, there will likely be at least very heavy rain and frequent lightning and a few storms that could produce strong winds as well. Now in the tropics, we of course uh, have Laura, which is making headlines this morning after making landfall overnight. Now moving northward uh, near the Louisiana-Texas border, turning more northeastward with time into Arkansas. Then a pretty sharp eastward turn uh, over southeastern portions of Missouri will then work across parts of Kentucky and Tennessee, and then to the Carolinas and the Chesapeake Bay area, and then offshore where it could redevelop and re-intensify over the Western Atlantic. But at that point, it's caught up in the jet stream. It'll be accelerating to the east and northeast, moving away from the U.S., so it doesn't matter so much at that point. But in the meantime, obviously a historical hit on the southwestern coast of Louisiana early this morning and will now weaken because it's lost its source of energy, the very warm ocean water. But having said that, it could maintain hurricane strength through a good part of Louisiana before becoming a tropical storm on moving into Arkansas and then a tropical depression. But because of the dynamics involved with this as is it, is it um, weakens and spins down and gets caught up into a very energetic jet that moves it quickly west to east, there may be severe weather, including tornadoes and strong winds, as well as flooding rains, all the way east across Kentucky and Tennessee and into North Carolina and Virginia, and then all the way to the coast by Sunday and Sunday night. So making headlines, obviously, right now, but we may not be done yet with this storm when it comes to the kind of damage that might be produced. This is likely wiped out some parts of the coastline of southwestern Louisiana, uh, near and south of Lake Charles, a little bit east of... um, Sabine River I got a little lucky with the landfall being a little east of the Sabine River because a little west and that surge would have gone way up that river and and hit a lot more communities and a lot more towns. But having said that, still a big hit for the area south of Lake Charles. Sure, it's not all that populated, uh, but boy, the damage will be um, mind-boggling, no doubt. Stayed well east of some of the big Texas cities, such as Houston, of course. Stayed west of New Orleans uh, by a a good distance, kind of split the goalposts on that one right in between Uh, But a hard hit for southwestern portions of Louisiana in what, of course, has already been a historical hurricane season. Uh, Just uh, Laura itself, it's the most intense uh, in the Gulf. Uh, Of any hurricane since Michael two years ago in 2018. And reminiscent of Michael, actually, with pretty fast movement after very fast intensification and damage way inland. Uh, It's also the fastest strengthening Gulf storm in 24 hours, it would appear, going from a category one to a category four in just 24 hours. It's also the fastest wind increase since uh, we had Maria, that's anywhere in the Atlantic basin, uh, when we went from 75 to 145 mile per hour winds. It's the seventh named storm to make a landfall in U.S. soil this year already. That's right, the seventh one. Uh, that breaks the record of six before the end of August, set in 1886 and 1916. And then one other little nugget, the letters this year, C-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M, all those names that started those letters it was the earliest we've ever gotten to that many storms the earliest in the season so we're setting records no doubt as far as the rest of the tropics are concerned and many people are asking about that it's relatively and reasonably quiet right now but i've been mentioning i expect at least one if not two long track tropical systems between now and about the 10th or 12th of september and one of those is coming off africa right now so something to keep an eye on but it's a long ways out there plenty of time to see how things might evolve and change and whatnot but just something to keep in the back of your mind. I'll have more, as I always do, in Talking the Tropics with Mike at WOKV.com and ActionNewsJax.com. i have also posted a new Burrish blog um, with how does a hurricane form, some information on the California wildfires, and our sunrise and sunset, as we're losing several minutes of daylight each and every day right now this time of year. With all your weather all the time, I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Burrish from the CBS 47 and Fox 30 Action News Jax First Alert Weather Center for 104.5. W-O-K-V.